0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in Frank, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Monday, May 14, 2018, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in Chapter 5, How It Works. On page 59, the second paragraph, which begins with Here are the steps we took. We will be reading to the end of the page, listing steps 1 through 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Picking up where we left off on Friday, we will focus our comments on step 11 only. Today's readers are Katie T, Kathy C, Craig F, Martha Z, and Allison L. The reference number for Sunday, May 13, 2018's special edition meeting is 11411. That's 1100, 11,411. O A preamble. to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask KDT T. to
1: read the 12 Steps of OA. Uh, this is Katie T. I'm a propulsive overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. 5. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct demands to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. And continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you.
0: Thank you, KDT. I will now ask Kathy C. to read the 12 traditions of OA. Good morning, everybody. My name is Kathy C. I am from, uh, I'm a compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon our unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for or a membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, Another public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Kathy C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. And I'll say the word time when you get to three minutes.
3: Singleness
0: identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker's should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book in Chapter 5, How It Works, on page 59, the second paragraph, which begins with, here are the steps we took. We will be reading to the end of the page, listing steps 1 through 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Picking up where we left off on Friday, we will focus our comments on Step 11 only. I will now ask Craig F. to read. Please read that for us.
4: Good morning. This is Craig F., Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Can I be heard?
0: I hear you, Craig F. Good morning.
4: Great. Good Good morning to you. Good morning, Team Monday. Good morning, everyone. Here are the steps we took as are suggested, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves 5 we admitted to god to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs and 6 we were entirely ready to have god remove all these defects of character 7 humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings 8 we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all 9 we made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. In ten, we continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Okay, um, Focusing on step 11. Uh, you know, in a, in a bit, in a, in a few weeks, we'll be over to the chapter that has all the specific directions on, chap, on step 11. And, you know, step 11 is part of the of what are called sometimes the, the three growth steps in uh, 10, 11, and 12, of course. And um, for a long time, I was confused uh, about what this step asked me to do. Uh, sought through prayer i asked me to pray and meditate okay fine i pray uh next and and uh you know there's a lot more specific directions some really good specific directions that could be had here uh that we are to pray and meditate uh certain times of the day uh not uh, uh in the morning through the day and before we retire at night and uh, uh a uh uh, an inventory that uh, it suggests to. to I have it broken down into twelve questions. You know, uh, we look back at our day and make sure that we're not building up uh, not just uh, guilt and resentment, but human emotion that we are that that we have uh, dealt with the day in, in the way that uh, we that we should, the way that God would have us deal with the day and uh the practice of that the practice of the of that prayer meditation and day, and that nightly review it, to me that is the essence of the spiritual way of life sure p- part of part of that essence is is that uh step ten when these things come up uh you know it says uh, that w- we deal with individual issues when they come up but it's the little niggling things the little things that uh, that i am uh, not even aware of sometimes till i sit down and look back at the day those are the things that, that i that i can take care of in that review make sure that uh, that i've not um, left anything out that i've not missed anything uh, at the end of the instructions for uh, for Chapter eleven, or for Step eleven, um, it there's a, there's a an interesting line to me. Um, it says we alcoholics are undisciplined, and I can say that that goes for compulsive overreaders too. We compulsive overreaders are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we've just outlined, and that just outlined the steps ten and eleven. But that's not all. There is action and more action. Faith without works is dead, and then it tells us the next chapter is going to move us to twelve. Uh, so, what we we allow God to discipline us? And you know, I I uh, have this has kind of been a common theme lately with me and and several of my uh, people that uh, you know we have this expectation that that uh, we should be able to do these things. Uh, Perfectly, that uh, we should be able to uh, uh, to be walking in the spirit all the time, uh, with the spirit of God, and you know uh, that that's not uh, that's not realistic. The realistic thing is that we're, we're we're claiming spiritual progress. It says not spiritual perfection. That we're claiming a way with which we can grow. Um, and uh you know uh it, over in step 10 it said that uh, we we've entered a, the world of the spirit this is our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness That's not an overnight matter it should continue for our lifetime uh, well you know if it should continue for our lifetime then there's kind of a negative promise in there and that promise is that I need to, that I'm not going to be uh, reaching any s- state of perfection anytime soon. That that uh, I'm going to have growth that I need to address for a lifetime, and I address it through this this simple process of working steps ten and eleven and twelve uh, every day, making it a part of my life, to make it my life, my spiritual way of life, uh, and. With that, I think I'm ready to pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Craig. Who else would like to share on Step 11? M. Someone M. That Joe. Lisa, please. Okay. I heard someone M and Matt M. So who was the someone M? Joe M. Joe. Joe M. And Matt M. And who was after that? Lisa B. Lisa B. And was it a Mary? Larry. Oh, Larry. (laughs) Larry K. And who was after Larry? Kim G. Kim G. Who was next? Did I miss someone? Okay, we have Joe M., Matt M., Lisa B., Larry K., and Kim G. Thanks so much, everybody. Joe M, please go right ahead.
5: Thank you. Good morning, and good morning to everyone on the line. Um, Joe M in Minnesota, compulsive overeater. There's so much in Step 11. It's so rich. Um, that first word is just critical. Sought. So I'm going to seek. I'm going to continue to seek this power. And where is this power? Where does this power come from? Um, Step 11 is very appropriately placed because it happens after the spiritual awakening starts to happen. And when does that spiritual awakening start to happen? It starts to happen in step 9. Sometimes I'll be working with someone who's new and they'll be in a dilemma of some kind. They'll say, well, I'll pray about it. And I will say you're not there yet. You don't have to worry about praying about it. That doesn't come until step 11. Um, and it isn't because I'm trying to squelch their spiritual development, uh, but I'm trying to um, help them learn that they don't have to pressure themselves to do something before they're there yet, before they're ready. We don't seek to improve conscious contact with an energy that we have not yet made contact with. Where do we make contact with that energy? We, in my view, in my experience, we really make it in step nine. Step 11 is coming after step nine. So seeking. What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to seek. I'm supposed to continually seek this power. And when they say conscious contact, that's a really important word too, conscious. It's not passive contact, contact. It's not something that's just going to be handed to me. I'm not going to sit there on my butt and wait for something to happen. I'm going to seek something out. And not through willpower, but through willingness. They say this is a program of action, not of introspection. And I think that holds as much true for step 11 as for anything else. So I love the language of step 11. It calls on us to continue to take this willing action. Um and it says I, I remember hearing a step eleven talk a couple of years ago that we we don't just maintain a conscious contact with God. We seek to improve it. And so with that I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Jo M. Matt M, you're next.
6: Good morning everyone. This is Matt. I'm a over here from New Jersey. Yeah, step eleven is the step that I do struggle with on a daily basis. I do have some prayer and meditation every day in my uh, my daily routine. But, you know, I've been struggling with the whole connection to a higher power. I've been struggling with active relapse and I realized that for me um, getting in connection with my higher power is more. It's not as, as simple as I thought it was. You know, I have to put down some of my basic morals and ideas that I used to have and let go of all the preconceived notions I have towards a version of my higher power. And I'm starting to recognize that every day, the things I have to do um, in order to try to get that connection with my higher power. So my best thing for me to do today is I put the food down and... Um, try to get a sponsor to try to do the next right thing for myself because yes this disease is cutting baffling and powerful and just for today I do want to work towards getting that conscious content with a higher power but that'll pass
0: thanks Matt M. Lisa B good morning my name is Lisa B I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville South Carolina thank you Rebecca for your service this morning, Um, this is a wonderful step and I love what's been shared. It's been through the process of steps really one through ten but really four through nine that unblocked me and I've learned I wanted to share what I've learned today and if it helps someone you know so um, I know today from this volume teaching me that my problem is in my mind. And you know, for years as an unrecovered, untreated, many times abstinent only compulsive overeater, I have continued to identify with my mind and I have stayed very sick, even getting sicker with abstinence only. Today, I know that God, my higher power, that's what I choose to call God. But, you know, it's principles. Often it's principles, my higher power, the principles that this book teaches me. But today I recognize God as that infinite intelligence, that divine love that resides inside of me and that I get to abide in that presence in this book through the discipline of step 11, you know, not the. up. the short version of the step that we read on the wall when we go to our meetings. But through this book, the actual step, I can tap into this source, of course, doing all of the steps, being entirely abstinent, and now I'm in this step three times a day. You know, it teaches me morning. There's a prayer that this book gives me some guidance on doing. All through the day, pausing when I'm getting disturbed And then my written nightly review. And that by doing the discipline, the action of these steps, you know, today my relationship is improving. It's getting better. I don't identify in with my mind. I'm identifying with my spirit. We've entered the world of the spirit. It's not the material world. It's the spirit world that I live in and function in and move in. That's guiding me and directing me and flowing out through me. So I find that I block My higher power when I start to give a whole list a Christmas list of everything I want but when I tap into getting quiet in the now you know God is being in the now and I tap into what is it that this power wants for me how can I carry this message and be a channel today it's not about me but it's about being this power through me to others being to others and carrying this power into my day, into this unrecovered meetings, those face-to-face meetings that I go to, and carrying this message that the solution is in this book, and it's in the world of the spirit, but I need to do the steps precisely in order, all the while being entirely abstinent and asking what is my power, higher power's will for me. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. Larry K.
7: Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much. Larry K recovered compulsive overeater. Starting my timer here. The um you know, can I can I pray my way into a spiritual awakening? I I found that I couldn't. Um I tried to do that. This is a sequential spiritual program of action, it means I, I have to work the steps 1 through 12. And as was mentioned, you know, when we when we complete step 9, it was kind of crazy i was about halfway through and 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 there was a, a change i had experienced a, a spiritual awakening you know that 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 transformed my life now 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 the truth is that something really happens during prayer at this point when i'm trying to maintain my conscious contact with god and it sort of at the biological level our, our brain changes and the two sides of our brain if you will the verbal ego-driven you know, materialistic left hemisphere of the brain and that, that, that altruistic, poetic, intuitive right side of the brain, they communicate more harmoniously with one another. And that happened for me once I completed this process. So I, I certainly prayed, you know, before I ever came to OA, and perhaps there were, was benefit to it. But I think, I think prayer and seeking conscious contact with God Has changed for me once I experienced the transformation in this process and so you know for me today you know you know faith without works is dead I needed some works I needed some and my problem was a was an authorship problem you know I was taught that we create the problems in our lives I created them and so consequently I'm gonna solve the problems in my life and I'm just gonna do that by simply decoding what I want and then go out and make it happen and it never happened. And we come to the spiritual program with the idea that we are gonna solve the problem we've authored, and that was wrong for me. That was not a little bit wrong, it was utterly false. There was not gonna be any taking the bull by the horns. When I took the bull by the horns, it, it would get me killed. So I needed to allow something spiritual to be born inside me, and that happened through the process that we call recovery through these steps. And, you know, in the context of program, you know, the, you know, maybe the, the person that I'm capable of being is born out of the transformation through the 12 steps. You know, I was one thing and then I'm changed into another through these steps. And my consciousness was, was one way and now it's another, never to be the same again. No less miraculous than, you know, maybe the birth of a child. And so, you know, when we're in this spiritual alignment, I see God as the cause, the big C. I'm just the conduit through which God's vision comes to fruition. Grateful for that. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Larry Kay. Kim G. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. You know, I just love the part, here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. So it's not talking about, here are the steps that we read at meetings, that we've analyzed, that we discussed. And I'm just so happy for the descriptions of how we take step 11 that I've heard prior to to this moment. Um, And I just want to reiterate some things. You know, this is for me, people's experiences can be different. But step 11 had depth and weight when I got to step 11. I hear so many people that are being told to read pages 84 to 88 when they're still on the food, that they're doing step one, trying to get abstinent and they're doing step 11. And I can tell you my experience with that was that taught me that step 11 didn't work because I can't do step 11 and step one. And I would get frustrated and I would get angry. Why aren't these steps working? To me, it's like telling someone to do a calculus problem when you're teaching them how to add and subtract. Now, maybe a good teacher could walk someone through a calculus problem when they're adding and subtracting, but that person doesn't understand it, and they can't do it on their own, and that's what I feel happens. Yeah, maybe someone can teach them some practices, who's a good teacher, but on your own, you can't do it, and I don't know about you, but I felt like a failure, so we do have these three practices, which evening, morning, and pausing, which Lisa went over beautifully, you know, and I'm still an experience. I love the line there, I'm still inexperienced. Because even as someone who's o- sober for over seven years, I know how to be six years sober. I don't know how to be seven years sober. You know, life is constantly changing, so I'm constantly inexperienced, which is why I have to m- lean into these steps more and more each year. It talks about in Step 11, there's many helpful books to listen to you know, ministers, priests, rabbis, because this is the time to play. We're now block. We can play. Ask people, what are the practices that they are are doing outside of a meeting because it is an outside issue, but who are they reading? What practices are they doing? Because I have to remember, too, that my brain is wired differently than most people, so I need these steps to get on the block so I can enjoy my other spiritual practices. It does warn us in Step 11, too, that I, I can enjoy those other practices and attend to them also, not in lieu of because my brain needs these steps in order to be open up to other spiritual practices. And it does say spiritual practices, not religious practices. Because my experience, again, that some of the most beautiful spiritual practices I have seen are by fellows who are atheistic, agnostic, and free thinkers. This is not a religious program. It's a spiritual program open up to everyone. And that is the beauty of a 12-step program. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Kim G. Well, I'll just let you know that we're on page 59, and we've read from paragraph two, here are the steps to the end of the page, and that's step 11, and that's what we're focusing on, step 11. Who else would like to share? Anna K? I heard Anna K. Yes, it
2: is.
0: Uh Nessa O, is it? Oh.
2: Lynn S.
0: S. L, maybe. Who was after Nessa?
8: Lynn, Lynn,
0: Lynn S. N. S. Uh, okay. Lauren N. Okay, I heard oh Lauren N.
9: Sandy S.
0: Sandy S? Yes. Yeah. Did I miss someone who spoke up? Okay. Anyone else want to add their name to the list? Okay. We have Anna K, Vanessa. I think it's R, isn't it? Now that I remember, Lynn Arlene and H, Lauren, Lauren and Sandy S, and I'll add Arlene H. Thank Go you. Go right ahead. Sure. Go right ahead, Anna K.
3: Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for your service, and I'm Anna K, a recovered compulsive overeater from the Poconos in Pennsylvania. Step 11, I've been in the rooms for 33 years, but that doesn't mean anything. I didn't really get step 11 until this recovery in the last little over two years here in vision. And I would pray, and I would go through the questions. And it wasn't until... um, I talked with a fellow in an outreach call that they explained the necessity of meditation because I always felt, oh, I'm a failure at meditation and all that. And and then I started to meditate in a more um, in a, a more thoughtful way. Um, of course, trying to get the thoughts out. <laughs> That's interesting. Anyway, the point is the whole step eleven for me it's a recipe all the pieces are necessary for me and it just made a complete change in my life along with working all the steps i didn't understand it until all these years all these years i'm a slow owner but boy what an impact step 11 and on top of that i know i'm a lazy person just like i know i'm a compulsive overeater thankfully i through the program i i am honest enough now for certain things to come up to know that I'm a lazy person and I use the tool of a train a step 11 train and I've been on that for quite a while now and without that I I would tell you I don't know how how well I would do my step 11 and I am so grateful to my higher power to help me find that because the recipe of the prayer the meditation the questions everything every piece of it to me is so important it has helped me see my day see where i need to turn and pause it covers the whole day as i heard someone earlier mention it covers the whole day for me um I'm grateful when I can remember to pause and turn and, and see those things that I may have done. Maybe I didn't do a 10-step and forgot, but boy, I did cover it with that 11th. It's a catch-all that is the most, one of the most important steps for me, and I'm so grateful for this program, and I'm so grateful for this recovery because without it, I would be a walking dead person. And I thank everybody on this line and have a beautiful, I think today's Monday. Yes, Monday. <laughs> have a great time. And with that, I pass. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Anna K. Nessa R.
2: Thank you. Um, good morning. My name is Nessa R. And I am a recovered convulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, to me, the operative phrase in Step 11 is his will for us. And this so often gets forgotten. You know, we refer to Step 11 as prayer and meditation uh, only. And the distortion... Um, gets reinforced by the fact that one of the tools um, of the program is uh, prayer and meditation. And uh, in some in some of the rooms, it's called quiet time. And, you know, when new colleagues come in, when I came in as a newcomer, they told me, you know, here, these are the tools to them, you know, prayer and meditation. And, of course, you know, I am um, praying and meditating, not getting any results. Um, I went uh, from step one to step two to step 11. And needless to say, that it worked. You know, if, I, if that had worked, um, I, I wouldn't be here because that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing all my life, you know, praying to God to make me thin while I kept eating cheesecake, you know, playing, praying to God to do this for me or that for me. And if He did that, then I would be this and all the negotiations, you know, and, and God was my employee and my errand boy. And that didn't work. And why doesn't it work? That's why we have uh, the intervening steps 3 to uh, three to 10, because there are so many blockages that it is impossible for me to, to discern what is his will for us. All I knew, what is my will for God? And that doesn't work. I need steps um, 3 to 11, um, uh, 3 to 10, sorry, to, uh, or 3 to 9, to uh to become unblocked from my from myself, from my ego, from from myself, from my selfishness, my dishonesty, my self-seeking, my fear, uh, and I need step ten to remain unblocked. Once once those blocks are have been removed, and only then in step eleven, you know I can um, I can tell. Uh, a lot of times, sometimes I need a little bit more help from uh, from other fellows, uh, recovery fellows in the program. Uh, what is his will for us, but not before then, not before then at all. And even now, you know, that I'm recovered, you know, and we all say, oh, I work steps 10, 11, and 12 every day. We say steps 10, 11, and 12, and that's the size sequence because when I have a problem, I cannot just pray about it. I cannot skip step ten. I have to do step ten before I can even attempt step eleven because the fact that I am bothered implies that there's a blockage there that I need to remove, and even in the recovered state, I cannot just skip to step eleven straight away. Um, I need to remove the blockage I need to see how I'm being selfish of seeking dishonest and fearful before I can pray pay, pay to God first first, I do the action to clear myself to, to to uh, clean my side of the street and only then I can approach God and have um, success at identifying what is his will for us. And, you know, we can't decide on that because this is what it's all about. And we don't get there until and unless we follow the sequence of the steps precisely as they are outlined every single day. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nessa R. Lynn S.
8: Good morning, this is Lynn s a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto Canada. Step eleven has been an amazing amazing road It's a journey for me it's a step eleven is me trudging the road uh of happy destiny partially um I never had any connection with God prior to program. In fact, I can remember the day I wrote God completely out of my life. It's when a friend of mine had died after suffering with cancer for a year. And I can remember thinking I had to go to the store and find the newspaper and read her obituary to believe she had died. And I remember saying, this isn't right. You know, you suffer for a year with cancer like this, and then you're supposed to live, not die, so obviously there's no God. And coming into program uh, overnight, I got zapped, and I I had this belief in a God. I didn't even know what God was, but I had a belief. And I've been in program; it's coming up to thirty years now. And I've seen how this prayer, meditation, conscious contact with God has evolved. And in the beginning, being something so new for me and very, very superficial and asking God for what I wanted, and not realizing how selfish and self-centered that was, but at least it was a connection with God. And and through my journey, I have also distracted myself from working the program, the way it's outlined in the first 164 pages of this book, by going down spiritual paths. And it's been amazing to me how me thinking, well, I'll just read Marianne Williamson or I'll read this or I'll do that, and following these gurus and doing what they're saying, which which is all great stuff, but only if I continue to work the program and do that in addition to, and what I was doing was instead of and thinking I was working the program. Since January, I have had an incredible spiritual Awakening and one of my biggest concerns was it's going to happen again. I am going to distract myself with this Seeking of God and and going down different paths But it's different this time and I have a deeper Understanding an incredible conscious contact and I wondered why is this why is it different this time and the difference is The working of the steps daily, the way they're outlined in the book, has removed what has been blocking me from having this incredible relationship with God. And it's allowing me to go deeper and to be able to maintain a conscious contact with God. Sorry, I'm saying it the wrong way. To be able to get and and experience this amazing, deeper conscious contact with God. As I am maintaining, thank you. The step work has been an incredible experience. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Lynette. I hear some noise on the line. Lauren
10: N. is next. Sorry, Rebecca, that was me. Lauren N., can you hear me?
0: I do hear you, Lauren. Great.
10: I unmuted a little bit too early, but... Thank you all for being here, Lauren N, Compulsive Overeater, Sugar Addict, and I am grateful for this meeting every day. Step 11 is something I do 80%, 90% of the time. I wish I could do it every day. Every, I wish I could not get in my own way and not do it every day because... Oh, stop getting there.
7: <laughs>
10: I beat myself up because I'm not perfect. And I know I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. But boy, am I better than I was. And that's wonderful. I now am able to pause during the day in a way that I've never done before. And that's because I hear your your voices. your the the fellowship in, on this line's voices in my head telling me to not make such a big deal out of whatever it is I'm making a big deal out of. I'm human and I have emotions. I don't like my emotions and I don't like being human sometimes. But thanks to this program, I realize that it's all okay. Oh, Wow. I very rarely let myself get close to tears and it's only when sharing with you all that I'm able to let that out. I feel safe here. And that's knowing that my higher power is here on this line and will feed me in a way that I've never been fed before. Thank you all, and I pass. Thank
0: you, Lauren and Sandy F.
9: Hi, this is Sandy F. from Asheville, North Carolina. And I've just been so moved by everything that everyone shared. Um, I think the hardest thing for me was Step 11 is when I'm reading On Awakening and it says, we stop struggling. We just kind of relax. We let God work through us. The biggest problem I have is on some level thinking, I'm God. You know, it is so hard for me to relax and let God work in my life. And each day, What I do is I really pray to be open to the miracles that God has in my life. And right now at this moment, I'm standing in my living room. I have this incredible view of the mountains in Western North Carolina. I've never lived in such a beautiful place in my life. I've been here for over 11 years, and I will say the proof of God in my life is that I'm able to enjoy this beautiful environment, which I've never been able to really enjoy before because I've been imprisoned in my head. And thinking I'm God, I've tried to break out of that prison, but it doesn't work. I have to each day, it's so hard for me to really allow God to work in my life. I'm the opposite of lazy. I don't know how to relax and take it easy. But God will show me And I think for me, the proof is, you know, I have had long-term abstinence. What I've always sought, though, was inner peace. You know, inner, inner peace. I can't make myself be peaceful. Only God can. And I hope, you know, in the future, that I will share on this line and share how I'm gaining more and more inner peace, always dependent on being entirely abstinent and working the steps With that I pass.
0: Thanks, Sandy S. Arlene H.
11: Hello, everybody. My name is Arlene H. I'm in Vermont, happy and recovered. Um, I would like to share on Step 11. Wow. I do agree that it's pretty far up there on the steps, but I don't agree that... um, You can't do it until you get there. I believe that the opening for step 11 starts in step 2 when you determine, when I determine what my higher power is to me. And from that point, that higher power grows and changes with who I am and how my mind and my heart grows and changes. And my experiences in the program. And step three, I learned to turn my thoughts and my actions over to the care of the higher power that I'm learning to trust. I don't absolutely trust yet until I get to step five. When I get to step five, I know that this inner resource that I have tapped is coming to me through other people also when they have the inner resource inside them. And that when I talk to them, I am actually talking and confirming and authenticating that I am who I am and I did what I did. And these are the the true bare facts. This is the truth. For me, God is the truth. And when the truth comes to pass, you know it. You feel it in your heart but the road from my heart to my head is long and winding road. So to make those connections, to get all those synapses to connect, it's on a daily basis that I pray that I, that I try to clear my mind of all the other thoughts in the day, that I try to listen. Meditation for me is a listening a peaceful, calm listening. And I pray that in step 10, I will acquire the ability to pause, to know that what I'm doing is in alignment with the will of my higher power, to be able to move in those directions almost intuitively with Step nine, it tells us we intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us. This is because the practice and practice and practice, I mean, that's the way we get to Carnegie Hall. We practice. So all of this practice, and it should be a lifetime thing. I heard that said on this line today. I totally, totally agree. And as I grow and change, my higher power The understanding of my higher power. Time. Thank you. Grows and changes with me. And so step eleven starts from the beginning, continues on for a lifetime, and with that I will pass.
0: Thank you, Arlene H. We have time for maybe two more shares, possibly three if they don't go three minutes each. Who else would like to share on Step 11?
12: Hi, this is Steffi. Melissa
0: C. Okay, okay stop right there. Barbara's I heard e. Melissa C. Okay, I heard and Barbara, is but Steffi. who was the first person?
12: Is it Steffi? Steffi. It's Morrissey. Steffi. S-E-P-E-E. S-E-P-E-E. Steffi? You got it. Yeah, you got mm. it. Okay. Sorry, it took
0: me a while. Seppi, okay. Melissa, and it's time, Barbara. Seppi, go right ahead and give us the first initial.
12: The first initial of, of your last, last name. name? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Nobody's ever asked I'm me before. I'm sorry. Nobody's ever asked me for my last um, I am Seppi Z. Um, this is my third week working away, and um, this is my first time calling into this meeting, and um, I've been dialing into the pacific sunrise o a meetings at um six forty five my time every day. um we do read on awakening each meeting and so I'm very familiar with that but I heard it differently this morning and um I'm really grateful that I dialed in today i I'm in awe of the Big Book. I so I came to 12-step as an Allen honor, married to an alcoholic, um, and so the Big I didn't understand it. I didn't understand alcoholics or alcoholism, and I spent many years being that wife, like the one. Um, when I first came to OA four years ago, three three and a half years ago. I was really happy to, like, be the addict for a change. Like, it was a very weird, like, celebration. Like, oh, I'm the addict. Um, but I was working my Al-Anon program, so I didn't really focus too much on way. And then about a month ago, I went to the hospital with um, pancreatitis, and I had to spend four days without eating any food by mouth. And they gave me my food intravenously. And those four days were bliss. They were so amazing. I thought, like, my entire life I've loved food, and I was such a foodie, but those four days without having to eat and not having to be hungry, I was just like, wow. I saw it. It was like a moment of clarity, like, I am an addict. And I just saw how much power food has over me and has always had over me and so I made a decision when I was in the hospital that when I got out I would work away and that very Sunday I met somebody on an Al-Anon call who just happened to call me you know it was a program call she got my number off the line and in our conversation, I happened to notice she might be in a food program, and so she became my OA sponsor. And then she suggested, while I was recovering and not really able to leave the house, to just dial into OA phone meetings. I said, "There no are OA phone meetings? No way. Uh, so, so here I am, and I think um, I spent the day with my husband, who I'm separated from, and our his family yesterday for Mother's Day. And my step 11 moment yesterday was I went into the hot tub at the end of the day and I was overwhelmed. I hadn't eaten food the way I used to. I had abstained and I was feeling all my feelings and they were way too much for me. I was completely overwhelmed. I'll wrap up. And God, I made conscious contact with him and he said, don't even worry about this. I got this. This is way over your pay grade. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I loved it. And with that I'll pass. Thank you so much for being here for me, everyone. I know you're here for each other as well, and I'm so grateful we have this program. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Seppy Z. Melissa C. Hi,
6: good morning. Thank you for your service. Melissa C recovered. Come on over here in New York and um. You know what? What I'm thinking about. There's a prayer that I say, and and there's a line in it that's like seeing hardship as the pathway to peace, and um, and that really explains what this 11th step um, means for me. Because without the hardship of being a compulsive overeater, I would not have this particular pathway to peace. There would be reason for me, um, you know this earthbound kind of earth-tied person to think about any kind of spiritual practice. It's it's the disease. It was the hardship of this disease, of living as a compulsive overeater, that forced me to um, live a different way. And, you know, so um, I have to get up. I must get up early in the morning.
13: I've got to do this.
7: I think we
0: lost Melissa C., unless it's my phone. Melissa? We can hear you. Oh, thank you, Janice. Melissa, we lost you. With one minute to spare, I'm going to let Barbara sneak in if you want to, Barbara.
13: Would that have been Margaret
0: Oh, was it Margaret?
12: Go ahead, Margaret.
13: Um, thank you. Um, the eleventh step. Okay, um, Margaret, Georgia, recovered compulsive eater. Um, a lot of us are animal lovers, and I watch. I, I, I watch my dogs. So, I'm cooking breakfast or whatever, and they have a designated place that they stay while they're doing that sometimes their eyes close and i think that they're going to sleep but let one piece of food hit the floor and they are there like white on rice and for me that is the state of mind about relaxing taking it easy but still we don't not do anything i don't know if that makes any sense but um Anyways, I I do the 11th step. I've got an 11th step, buddy. We've done the 11th step for, oh, I don't know, maybe five years. And it's just relaxing. It's just totally relaxing. And I'm just grateful for everybody that's here. And um, I hope everybody has an awesome day. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Margaret. I didn't get your first initial. Are you still on? No. Um, That's the end of the time we have in this first hour for sharing. Thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The reference number for this meeting, Monday, May 14, 2018, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 11413. That's 11413. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Martha Z please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end
12: of the page.
14: Good morning, Rebecca and my friends in recovery. This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive of reader from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little.